It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, yes, it's Chloe here with another episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. This episode is part of our 2020 e-commerce master plan growth series sponsored by Omnisend. And it's a special type of show that I know you all love to listen to. How do I know that? Because I see the numbers. Now, this is an experts episode, an episode where I invite some of my excellent e-commerce friends to answer the following question. What is the most important thing we learnt in e-commerce in 2019? Now, we've got a wide range of answers from the very tactical advice that you can very quickly put into place to some very big thoughts. Before we start hearing their answers, though, let's hear from our sponsors. Are you looking to increase your sales without a lot of extra work? Omnisend's email and SMS marketing automation platform is tailor-made for e-commerce businesses like you. It's got everything you need to start making more sales immediately, including one-click integrations with the major e-commerce platforms and super easy migration from your existing email marketing platform. They even have award-winning all-human 24-7 customer support who will help you out in under six minutes. No more trying to get past the chatbot. Omnisend is trusted by over 70,000 e-commerce brands and me. Yes, we run our email marketing on the Omnisend platform. Ready to join us? Well, sign up for a free account at ecmp.info forward slash Omnisend and use the code masterplan2022 to save 15% on paid plans when you need them. I have owned and read hundreds of business books. This is probably one of the best on e-commerce. I recommend it for experienced owners and especially newbies. I wish I had this book years ago. That's what an anonymous Amazon.co.uk reviewer said about my new book, e-commerce marketing, how to get traffic that buys to your website. You can follow their advice and grab the Kindle or paperback on your local Amazon store now. Or if you're not quite ready to commit to buying the book, head to ecommercemarketingbook.com to get the free crash course, including the first two chapters. Throughout 2019, I spoke to many retailers who were growing at speed and creating great profitable connections with their customers, for whom everything they touched turned to gold. But I've spoken to just as many who are struggling, asking, how do we get through this? What am I doing wrong? Will it ever end? It was certainly a year where those who could adapt fast to the changing world order thrive, but where many struggled to make ends meet. Whether you're a successful adapter or it's something you're still struggling to come to terms with, my experts have some great answers that will help you. Let's get started with Rachel Jacobs from e-commerce Partnerships, who takes her answer from the latest Black Friday, Cyber Monday stats. Here's her take on what is the most important thing we learned in e-commerce in 2019. Okay. Um, well, from my point of view, especially taking uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday into consideration, uh, a couple of things that I noticed. It's not necessarily new, but I think that the huge shift towards mobile um, for Shopify stores, the results from Black Friday, Cyber Monday show that two thirds of purchases were actually made on mobile, particularly on Black Friday. Um, $900 million spent through Shopify stores and 69% of those were mobile shoppers. So I think for me, the huge takeaway is that massive shift 
increasingly towards uh, mobile checkouts, and meaning that online brands need to have their websites mobile optimized. Another finding as well, which I thought was really interesting, was the 50-50 split between in-store and online. Um, I know this is the age-old you know, debate whether the um, online is going to overtake the high street. And I think that 50-50 split shows that things are increasingly moving towards online. Um, now, that's not to say that the high street is going anywhere. It's absolutely not. But what that means for brands that are have an omni-channel business that are online and offline, they need to ensure that they have the right technologies around their business to sync up that entire omni-channel experience for the customer, allowing customers to come in, to, to go online to, for example, um, choose items online and then pick them up in store or purchase stuff in store and be able to return them uh, online and vice versa. So for me, they were the biggest takeaways for 2019, the shift towards mobile and, and that omni-channel feel that things are increasingly moving to, more towards online. We'll be coming back to Omnichannel later. If you're looking to get your tech platforms up to date and working across both Omnichannel and mobile, you'd do well to pay attention to the lessons learned by our next expert. Well, the most important thing that we learned is that websites always need to be a work in progress and it can't afford to remain static. Um, and that's actually linked to um, creating calendars um, and planning your year well in advance. Um, it just, all of those transitions go so much smoother when you know you know, what's coming next rather than when you're, you know, making that decision on the fly and, okay, we need something new next week. What can we put together? Um, but that actually brings me to another related point, which is aligning all of your marketing and messaging um, that's on your website to your external um, channels as well. So social SEO, referral, all that fun stuff. Uh, this way there's, you know, a seamless journey for your users to your site and through the conversion point. Ria Fischina is from Parkfield, and I totally agree with both her points. If you're still thinking about your website as a project you deal with once every few years, you are making a big mistake. These days, websites evolve month to month, year to year, week to week, depending on what the customer needs and demands from you in order to agree to purchase. Our next expert is Ian Hammersley. That sounds familiar. He was on the show in 2019 talking about his book, Ultimate Guide to E-Commerce Growth. And his lessons from 2019 are all around making your marketing budget work harder by improving your website. Okay, so 2019 for us was an interesting one because costs were tight. Costs were an issue. Um, margins were being eroded cut the, the the price wasn't it wasn't able to go up so essentially a lot of our e-commerce growth clients were saying how can we do more with less and they got to a point where there, there was only so much money they could pay for traffic so they had a budget of ten thousand pounds twenty thousand pounds a month they wanted they wanted to know well how can we carry on grow how can we cut our costs and carry on growing and so the only way to do that was by optimizing the actual funnel of the site, looking at the metrics within the business. Because, um, you know, if you think about it, if you've got, 
you know, 100,000 people coming into the website um, and you can't afford to increase that anymore. You have to improve either the conversion rate or the average order value um, to get more money out. And so 2019, the clients that really suffered were the ones that just cut the marketing, marketing budgets um, or expect and, and still expect to to, uh, to not make any difference. And of course, it didn't. It doesn't work like that. Now, the ones that that grew were the ones that actually realised that it, if once the traffic came to the site, if we could increase the add to basket percentage, the basket to order percentage, and the average order value, we can get more money out of the same spend. And in some cases the marketing departments were asked to reduce their budgets. So we had to get more out of less. And I think that's where the only way to do that is to optimize the actual site and look at the fundamental maths behind it and the KPIs. Now, you can't tell this from the audio, but recording that, Ian was sat in the dark, parked in a lay-by in a random housing estate in Manchester and very cold because that morning someone had smashed his car window and he was on the way to get it fixed. Now, that is dedication to the cause. You also can't tell that whilst I'm recording my bits for the episode, I'm having to pause and re-record because my boyfriend keeps shouting at me to flush the toilet because he's currently trying to unblock our septic tank. Ah, the glamour of podcasting. Now, if you're wondering why I'm sharing such odd and un-e-commerce related anecdotes, it's because of the lessons shared by our next expert. This is Lucy Bloomfield from 10,000 Customers, who literally got out of her sickbed to record this for you. I kid you not. A couple of things. First of all, that radical transparency is a really good strategy. Um, I've seen it used in so many businesses in the last 12 months and with great success. Um, and what I mean by radical transparency is, for example, laying bare to your customers, literally lifting your chin and showing your throat to your customers about what's happening in the business and what you need them to do and what it's like to be the founder of a business that they buy from. Um, not only has this helped my clients and multiple other people generate hundreds of thousands of dollars this year, um, it's built like really incredible communities around businesses that do this. And I think Honestly, it's probably the biggest shift that I've seen recently and that I think is the most effective. So anyone up for a bit more radical transparency? Well, you can relax. I've got no more crazy what goes on behind the mic stories to share with you. Well, for today anyway. So far, we've talked mindset, website and marketing, but there's a big area of e-commerce we've completely neglected. So let's sort that out with the always insightful Chris Dawson from Tamebay. I think the most important thing we learned in e-commerce in 2019 is that it's not enough to have a cracking website or rely on a marketplace if you can't deliver a superb delivery experience to your end customer, your consumer. And it's really interesting because marketplaces like eBay have got click and collect with Argos and Amazon have got 
everything from lockers to next day delivery and even same day delivery. But recent surveys, which Net Dispatch have just done one, have revealed that actually all customers want is a timely delivery to their house. They don't want a delivery to the boot of their car. They don't want a drone. They may or may not want a click and collect experience, depending if they're going to be at home or not. But even if they're using click and collect, they'd really much rather the package just be delivered at home. And the myth of consumers wanting same-day delivery, while there is a percentage that will use it, it's a tiny percentage, 3% in a recent survey with Net Dispatch that said, actually, we really think home delivery is important. Only about 29% even wanted next day. About 60-odd percent are quite happy with a two- to five-day delivery, but they want the delivery to be effortless. They want to be informed that you've got their order. They want to be informed that you've shipped their order. In-flight tracking is nice, but in-flight delivery options, nah, they're not really wanting those. They just want the item to be delivered to them at home. So delivery, while there's been all sorts of talk about innovations of we can get a Amazon Ring doorbell so that the delivery driver can leave it in your house or in your garage. That's overkill. Consumers don't want that. We really need to go back to the basics of when someone buys something, thank you for your order, your order is shipped, and now it's turned up at your doorstep and been delivered. Our delivery. Such a powerful force for good if you get it right and awful if you don't. We've got two experts' answers to go, but before we hear from them, here are our sponsors. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Are you looking to increase your sales without a lot of extra work? Omnisend's email and SMS marketing automation platform is tailor-made for e-commerce businesses like you. It's got everything you need to start making more sales immediately, including one-click integrations with the major e-commerce platforms and super easy migration from your existing email marketing platform. They even have award-winning all-human 24-7 customer support who will help you out in under six minutes. No more trying to get past the chatbot. Omnisend is trusted by over 70,000 e-commerce brands and me. Yes, we run our email marketing on the Omnisend platform. Ready to join us? Well, sign up for a free account at ecmp.info forward slash Omnisend and use the code masterplan2022 to save 15% on paid plans when you need them. In the last ad break, you heard a review from a retailer just like you of my new book, E-commerce Marketing, How to Get Traffic That Buys to Your Website. It's a Kindle bestseller in the UK, USA and Australia. And as past podcast guest Chantal put it, if you run an e-commerce business, buy this book. The Kindle and paperback are available from your local Amazon store, plus it's now available everywhere on audiobook too. Just search e-commerce marketing on your favourite audiobook app and click on the white cover with the blue and pink text. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, let's get back to it. Here's Alex O'Byrne from We Make Websites with the most important thing he's heard in e-commerce in 2019. For me, I think the direct-to-consumer 
uh, revolution has been just red hot. And I live in New York, and every time I get on the subway, there's a different new brand that is on there. There's someone else raising money, or there's tech partners raising money, and there's clearly a uh, gold rush going on. And you can tell that whole industries are being disrupted by brands like Glossier, Hims, Away, Quip, um, brands like that. And I think the thing that's been really clear for me this year is the distinction in D2C between if you're a product or a brand. And if you're a product, then sell on Amazon. And if you're a brand, sell on Shopify or another e-commerce platform. And um, Shopify is the one I know best. And we have clients like Byredo, Skinny Dip, Finisterre, Nietzsche, Crabtree and Evelyn, Bulletproof. Um, and they're all selling something beyond a product. They're selling a lifestyle or an idea that resonates with people. Um, they're high margin products and they're products that customers are passionate about and they buy the principles behind the brand and not just the product for its function. And I think that will continue that kind of dichotomy. And I think uh, one evidence of that is Nike um, stopping selling through Amazon recently. And the Allbirds uh, founder wrote a really passive aggressive letter to Amazon about how they should stop copying their product. And I think smarter D2C brands are now realizing they have to own and control their customer experience. Um, so that means all the touch points on the website, uh, email, customer service, in-store experience, whatever it is. And also that they're, another one of their competencies needs to be first-party data. So um, that being the true value of their brand, that they know who their customers are, they can cross-sell them, they can pick out loyal ones, they can uh, pick out at-risk ones. So the twin competencies of controlling all, all elements of the customer experience and also being a master of first-party data, I think is key to being a strong D2C brand. Building on that DTC or direct-to-consumer angle, we've got Retis Loris from Omnisend. Retis was recently on the show talking about omnichannel marketing and you guys loved that episode. And he's bringing a whole host more insight for you right now. I would say there are two things which we learned of the market, e-commerce market learned into in, in, in 2019. So the first uh, direct-to-consumer concept, I would say, proved itself uh, finally. And uh, we, we kind of had those uh, new emerging brands for quite a while, which which some of them became really popular, some of them uh, died. But but the concept was was really uh, recognized, but on by only uh, by beginners in the market, those who were just launching their businesses and like direct and consumer was something which uh, they took as. Uh, disrupting concept of uh, selling um, and disrupting concept of, of running their businesses. So it was kind of early, early adopters. And I would say in 2019, we got this trend when uh, the uh, early uh, majority started doing this. So all the old school companies uh, uh, started thinking about direct-to-consumer, launching their online stores, separating to different brands. So a couple of, uh, of examples to be, to be mentioned is... Uh, one of our customers, let's say Unilever, they're launching a lot of different, like smaller online stores to sell different brands products to to their consumers directly. Like removing the middleman, removing the retailers, doesn't matter if they're online or offline, and focusing into uh, all this huge corporation focusing into like smaller brands, building autonomous teams who are, are running and will be running uh, both uh, those brands, their marketing, etc. 
Second example is Nike pulling out their stock out of Amazon. So they're kind of taking a huge risk, I would say here, while while risking with a huge amount of their revenue, which definitely Amazon is generating for them now. But it's again a great proof that all those great brands, big brands, they are choosing direct to consumer model and even choosing not to work with some middleman. And um, yeah, the third thing, which is really shows a, a huge proof of like direct to consumer as a concept being being uh, recognized by the uh, majority of people, is like Shopify growth. So how many new stores have been launched in that in in one in a single year, like hundreds of thousands of them? So that shows that uh, both uh, just entrepreneurs, beginners, they see a lot of opportunities to run their own businesses, not on Amazon, not on not on the high street or Etsy, all those marketplaces, but run their own brands, run their own stores on one hand. And on the other hand, large players, corporate players, old school players are seeing is that this opportunity as well. So yeah, I would say this is this is the first huge trend in 2019. The second huge trend, which uh, we really see and we really believe that it's going to continue, it's uh, omnichannel as a concept. So we see that uh, both uh, offline, traditional offline brands are finally kind of fully moving online and really becoming digital native companies, digital first companies, instead of uh, having something just an addition on on a on online and the second trend those uh, uh, digital completely digital native uh, direct consumer brands they are opening either their flagship stores let's say in, in New York City and in London in some major cities they are having stores where uh, the experience is completely different to what we used to have before in the retail stores where you have sometimes uh, register before you come into a showroom uh, or wait in, in the queues to get in then you have this all full digital experience there as well then, then it, it performs more as a showroom and uh, you fit uh, if it works for you then you just order and it's being delivered to, to your home the same day or, or maybe you just wait and, and get it from the warehouse by, by the exit. Uh, so it's yeah, what well, one of those examples and uh, or maybe it's some kind of even a trend of pop-up stores. So the market of pop-up stores, uh, one day, two day, three day stores, it's, it's really raising and the market of pop-up stores is growing worldwide as well. So it's really the proof of omnichannel is being adopted by well, the retailers and of course omnichannel for marketing uh it's 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 a new trend which is already for quite a while but uh, i would say 2019 was the first year then uh the second channel for customer retention and customer retention communication a part of email erased and really sms is living renaissance and sms is, is getting more and more popular and it's really proving by roi by terms of roi it's a very great channel and the, by adoption rates throughout uh, throughout online stores and fraud e-commerce players is really increasing. So I would say omnichannel is a huge uh, second trend, both uh, combining offline and online experience and uh, starting really doing uh, marketing in omnichannel way. Like I said at the start, whether you're flying or you're struggling to get out of the mud at the moment, these tips are going to help you make 2020 better than 2019. We've summarised each tip and included links to all the guests and any tools they've mentioned in the show notes. And you can get those by heading to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you will find a link to this show. 
I hope you've enjoyed this interview from our 2020 e-commerce master plan growth series sponsored by Omnisend. We've got another eight episodes in the series for you, so make sure you check them all out. Now, we get a lot of people finding the e-commerce master plan podcast for the first time during our growth series. So if that is you, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button and also let me know what you think of the show by adding a review. You can do that in Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your player of choice. Have a great week and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.